the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, great to have you along as we open our Bibles for insight and application here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Today, he will again take us to the book of Numbers for a lesson on trust and obedience and the decision we must all make to live in faith or live in fear. Moses saw his people living in fear and disobedience. For the details in Numbers chapter 14, here's Pastor Jesse on today's Way of Grace. Don't you know that the enemy can give you pseudo-riches, the simile of riches that don't do nothing but create more trouble for your soul? For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What benefit is it for you to have 10 PhDs and still don't know God in his mercy and keeping grace? What benefit is it for you to have a multi-million dollar contract and mansions on the hill if your house is not filled with the Holy Ghost, righteousness, peace, and joy? What good is it to have material wealth and have all kind of troubles because you're not covered by the blood and insulated by the Spirit and grounded in the promises of God. What good is it to have a cabinet full of food with strife and contention therewith? I'd rather have a little bit with God and peace than to have the whole world without Him. See, my generation of religious folk have sold the gospel for materialism. My generation has climbed out on the edge of the cliff where the devil took our Lord Jesus and said, if you bow down to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. The devil is a liar and everyone that buys into his doctrine will find out he lies to you. I tell you, young people, do not ever forget God. You need him every hour. Every hour you need him. I tell you, you need him. You will see elevation. You will see rewards. The Bible's clear. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. But if that labor, that sowing that you do is really merely material, it will rot right under your feet one day. And you'll find you'll never be able to stand in a stormy day when your house is built on sand. The sand of disobedience to the gospel. These men were obedient by faith to grab the cluster and take it to the people of God. Now, I had wish, I wish, I wish that when the people saw the cluster, they said, my goodness, God was telling the truth. I wish that that's what they, and watch this. I wish that once they saw the cluster, all this other noise these 10 men were making, they would have said, shut up, shut up. Do you see that cluster? 
I see what I'm about to get in Jesus' name. Soon as I cross over into the blessing, I'm getting ready to live large by the grace of God, and I'm going to worship him all the days of my life because he has shown me a token for good, and he's let all my adversaries know what the Lord will do for those that trust him. Yeah, I wish the children had said something, but they didn't. They were obedient children sitting there letting their mom and daddy lie and get in trouble. Didn't they get in trouble? Listen to it. Let's work this through. I think you got it. Jesus is the first fruits. That's what 1 Corinthians 15, 23 says. And guess what? Him being the first fruits means that you and I get to partake of him by his spirit. The spirit of God is said in Romans 8, 23. I want you to see this. He's called the first fruits as well of all of God's promises in our life. So if Jesus is the first fruits, then the Holy Spirit is. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the what? First fruits of the what? First fruits of the what? Can y'all read? First fruits of the spirit. What does that mean? The spirit of God is given to you and me as a token of all of the other blessings that God has for us. If you have the spirit of God, you have Christ. Without the spirit, you don't have the son. If you have the spirit, you have the son. And if you have the son, you have the father. And praising the father from whom all blessings flow means you are guaranteed to get everything else that God has for you. Y'all following me? Jesus is the first fruits. The Holy Spirit is the first fruits. And guess what? You and I are called first fruits as well. Did y'all know that? James lays this out very carefully in the book of James. Look at James chapter 1 around verse 15. He lays this out as well. James chapter 1 verse 17 rather. James says in James 1 17, uh, James 1 17, not 1 7. James 1 17 explains to us about God. Every good, every good gift and every perfect gift is where? Now see again, a child of God knows that. Don't you know that? No door opens unless God opens it. Now, there there are times when the devil will open a door, and you got to know that. But when God opens a door, he's opening it for your good. He says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Watch this now. And it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness. That is, God doesn't lie, neither shadow of turning. That means he doesn't repent. If he said it, he'll make it good. Look at the next verse. This is a promise. I want you to get it. That's why I'm taking the time. Look at it. Verse 18 tells us of God's own will that he make us born again. Now, do you believe that? All right. Again, you need to get this. Your salvation did not start with you. You're not saved because you make a decision for Jesus. You're saved because Jesus makes a decision for you. That's right. Please hear me. That's right. To be born again is not an act of the flesh or of the will or of blood, but of God. God makes you just as much a new creature on his own as that baby in the womb you mamas had. Now, can you imagine your children coming out the womb saying, you know what? I'm so glad I chose you, mama, to be my mom. I'm so glad I chose you, daddy, to be my daddy. The Bible says you must be born again and born again is a work of God, not of you. So you praise him when you find that you have faith in your life, trusting God, because it's a gift of God. Am I making sense? Of his own will did he save us. We're children of God because of his will. 
We're children of God because of his will. Listen to it now. And notice what he did. He used the word of truth, did he not? Because he doesn't lie. Now, what is the word of truth? It's the gospel of our salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the what? And no one's coming unto daddy except through the son. Now, the reason I'm a child of God is because I'm in Christ. Are you in Jesus? If you're in Jesus, then you're good to go. Now, watch what God says about that. He says, and we are a kind of what? First fruits of his creatures. Now, literally in the Greek, that word is creation. So for you to get it is this, that there are men and women walking around this world who believe on the Lord Jesus is a token to the world that Jesus owns everything. You and I are tokens, just like the Holy Ghost is a token to us, just like Christ is a token to us. We are a token of God to the world. Did y'all get that? You are a token of God to the world. The whole world by you knows that God is true. Why, do, uh, why does James say that? Because at some point in time, the whole world is going to be redeemed and you and I are going to be part of that glorious redemption of the world. Right now, God is working a salvation of first fruits. And that is of human beings from every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. Y'all keeping up with me? This is, at, this is the area wherein we celebrate because it's getting ready to get hard after this. If you know him in the pardon of your sins. If you know him by the grace of the living God, you are in seed form, the glory of God. Did that make some sense? You are in seed form. That means a whole lot about what you really are in Jesus. Don't nobody see but God, right? Beloved, now are we the sons of God, but it doth not yet appear For until Jesus comes, we remain the sons of God only by faith so that when he comes, we will appear with him in glory. So down here, you don't get to boast in the full inheritance. You get to boast in the promise of being a child of God by faith because the promise is really in Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is in you to let you know the promise is in Jesus. That's why while between you being in seed form and you coming into full glorification, your job is to tell everybody the promise is in Jesus. Now, the promise is in me. That's why I'm telling you. But the promise ultimately is in Jesus the Christ. He gets all the glory. He died. He was buried. He rose again from the dead. He says, and if I live, you shall live also. So you and I are kind of like that cluster of grapes, are we not? You can go back to John chapter 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine. Every branch in me, he's talking about you and me, that bears fruit. He'll purge it so that it bears more fruit. Do you want to bear fruit for God? Be ready to be purged. Be ready to be purged. But listen to me now. When you bear fruit to God, it's for God's glory. The world gets to look and go, you know, there go God, that heavenly vine dresser. There he go again, making clusters all over the world. There he goes again, making clusters all over the world. Did you know you were a cluster? Own it. You and I are merely clusters. It's a beautiful thing, is it not? You and I are merely clusters. Now, you and I have been through this before. The cluster is a beautiful thing. 
The blood purges our sin, but it's the wine that makes the heart glad. Is that true? That's the cluster. That's the metaphor of the joy of salvation in our soul. You and I need to get that. It's the only wine that won't send you to hell. It's a good wine. I'm I'm helping some of y'all. It's a very good wine, okay? It's the only wine that gives you pure joy. It's the only wine that keeps you sober while you're silly at the same time. Silly in Jesus. Am I making some sense? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it's important for you and I to be able to share that. Israel perished in the wilderness because they did not rejoice in the Lord. So it's very important for us to comprehend these things. Christ then is also the symbol of our victory. Why? Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. When they cut down that cluster, it was the death of Christ. When they put it on the pole and lifted it up, that was the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. And now everybody gets to see the lifted up Christ, the cluster of God's ultimate promises in Jesus. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen in him to the glory of God by us whom God has given the spirit of promise. Y'all get that? All right, time to go to work. You need to be rejoicing in this first point because this is your hope for glory. All right, this is your hope for glory. Point number two, the difference between 40 days or 40 years is whether or not your trial results in strengthening your faith or you succumbing to temptation because of fear and anxiety. Did you capture what I just stated? Right. So when the trial comes, if you understand that God is bringing it for your good, you lean into God and you wait for God to bring you through. And he will never bring you through in any way later than he has designed. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13. Pull it up. I want you to get the promise as we go on, because what we're going to be dealing with now is a tragic reality of history and yet a tragic reality of the present time. Notice what Paul said. And Paul is actually dealing with a line of warning that comes out of our text. We're dealing with this on Tuesdays and Fridays right now. Notice what he says. There hath no what? There has no what? It really should be trial. Temptation is okay. This is what we call equivocal language. It's the same uh, Greek term, perismus. It's the idea of trying you to purge you. Okay, Jesus was tried, Moses was tried, David was tried. All of God's people are tried. The Lord trieth the hearts, does he not? So you and I got to get used to God trying us because what he's often doing is showing us our weaknesses. And he's setting us up to learn how to deliberate with him around our weaknesses and call on God to help us. Now, if you're proud, when God shows you your weakness, you will deny it and pursue another path in order to preserve your dignity. Did that make some sense? Right. If you're proud when God shows you your weaknesses, you won't agree with God. You're going to make excuses. You're going to circumvent that. You're going to find grounds to blame somebody else rather than recognizing that God is molding you and shaping you into his image. A lot of people don't like to go through trials, but you cannot be a child of God and not go through trials. All whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And when he's done, you and I get to enjoy the peaceable fruits of righteousness thereby. Am I making sense? 
I told you I'm 62 going on 63, and I don't want to be 33 for nothing in my life. I was struggling so bad with my pride and my strength and my power. A young man glories in his strength. An old man glories in the wisdom that God gives him through the gray hair. That, inc- that includes you women, too. I just want you to know that, okay? That in- when it says uh, the, the man, that's the man and the woman. Men and women are much wiser when we're older. Is that not right? And we ain't, we ain't about wasting time. We're not trying to get any kind of glory. We're not trying to act like we're 20 years old no more. No! Because we, listen... Our salvation is closer than when it first began. I'm about to enter into my inheritance. It's about to happen. And so what we're doing is really trying to streamline our life as older people to make it easier for younger people to learn how to navigate their life. Because for younger people, again, you really will engage in wrong choices that will create a kind of labyrinth of op to experiences that are really not worth it. Your mama, your daddy, if they were faithful in Christ, they told you, don't go that way. You went anyway. But don't get mad at a mama and daddy because you went that way too. Am I making some sense? You went that way too. A lot of us went that way. But what we're trying to tell the young people is make a beeline to Jesus. Stay grounded in him. Let him put parameters around all your freedoms so that you can exercise them and not get into too much trouble. God is good, is he not? All right, so now listen to what he says. There is no temptation, but it's such as what? It's such as what? So stop telling people how bad you have it. I'm going through it worse than anybody on the planet. Ain't nobody going through it like I'm going through it. That's called narcissism. Stop it. Everybody going through trouble. We all going through trouble. And God can help you. He'll show you somebody that's going through way worse stuff than you. And then you're going to have to back up and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I thank you for my trial. My trial ain't that bad. I want to stay right here. It's common to man. And here's the other one, which takes us back to our text. And he will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you can what? That's right. He won't let you go through something that he doesn't qualify you and actually resource you with what is necessary to get through. Did y'all get that? God will never put you in a position to make you fall. When you fall, it's because you have failed to acquire the resources that he brings to you to get you through that trial. That's what I meant when I said you got to go through your trials by faith. Because when you go by faith, you're calling on God. Lord, help me. Show me the token, Lord. In the midst of the cloud, I need the token. I need that token to show up so I can get a hold of the token and hold on to the promise inherent in the token. If he gives me a token, then I know he's present. If he gives me the token, I know he's going to get me through. Show me the token. Got it? He won't let you go through a temptation above that which you're able to bear, but with the temptation, also make a way of escape that you may be able to do what? You're not leaving the temptation. A lot of people like like, like to quote all five clauses, but number six, they leave out. You're not going to escape. 
We own the planet. The planet is called the planet of temptation. Haven't you figured that out yet, Big Matt? Haven't you figured out that this is a planet of temptation? Did y'all know that? It's temptation everywhere you go. And, and, and AI is making it even worse now, is it not? You can't even close your eyes without dealing with temptation. You got all kind of pseudo paradises everywhere calling on you. It's better over here. It's better over there. It's better everywhere. I am. But that's a lie from hell. Am I making some sense? You and I are pilgrims and strangers passing through. There is a glory that has been afforded us in the person of Christ and never trade that glory for the glory of the world. Oh, I'm going to put one more little parenthetical on this. Sweetie, you ain't had the baby yet? I was praying for you. We getting close? Okay. We getting, we getting, getting close? All right. Text me now. Okay. We got another little soldier coming into the world in a few hours. Now, let me share with you how blessed this girl is going to be. She's sitting there ready to have the baby right now, but she said, we come into church, we're going to hear the gospel, we're going to let grace run all up inside her body and touch that child so he can be brought forth healthy in Jesus' name with all the confidence of her going through it strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen to me, children of God. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That Bible, gonna, that baby going to come out quoting Bible verses and, and taking up all of my little euphemisms and sharing them with mom and dad. Mom and daddy, did you hear what pastor was preaching? The tokens, the tokens. Give me the token, mama. Give me the token, daddy. I want the token now. Train them up in the fear and the nurture of the Lord. And when they get old, that truth won't depart. Start in the womb. Start in the womb. All right, let's look at this. I need to expedite this. I told you the difference between 40 days and 40 years, the Lord makes clear. Numbers 34, verse 34 through 37. This is where God makes plain how much he did not like their complaining. Look at it. Now, you, you and I read up to uh, 1 through 25, but here's what God says. This is Numbers, 30, uh, Numbers 14, verse 34. Please, this is where we started. Numbers 14, verse 34. It's going to be 34 and 35. He says to the children of Israel, after the number of the days in which you searched out the land. You guys see that? He's getting ready to set forth the principle. It's actually going to be, um, it's actually going to be under point number two, sub point B, the prophetic pattern, but we'll get there in a moment. Look at what he says. After the number of days wherein you searched the land, even 40 days, each day for a what? Each day for what? Shall you bear your iniquities even 40 years and you shall know my breach of what? What that means, if you don't know, It's as as if you signed a contract with God. Now, that contract was the old covenant that was established at Mount Sinai because God brought you out with a strong arm and a mighty hand from Egypt. He told you that he was your Lord and you and I are called under that old covenant to keep the Ten Commandments. You remember that, right? These are the words of the covenant that you shall keep. Israel was under that covenant, were they not? They breached the covenant. 
And now we learn that they did it how many times? Ten times. And so God is saying, now I want you to know what it's like to have breached the covenant. The Bible's very clear that God does not take sin lightly, especially when you do it. Now, is God patient? When God puts up with you for doing something foolish for 10 times, you cannot say God is arbitrary, whimsical, or intemperate, can you? I mean, after 10 times, you ought to have gotten it, right? Listen to what it says. You shall bear your iniquities and you shall know my breach of promise. Verse 35, notice this. I, the Lord, have said it. I will surely do it unto all this evil congregation. Now notice what the God is, God is calling it, an evil congregation. We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe, worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510 586-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.